You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Hello, I'm Willie George. I want to welcome you to this edition of the Faith Roots Podcast. We're talking about guidance through the Holy Spirit, and we call this series The Lamp of the Lord. And our text scripture is Proverbs 20, 27 from Jerusalem Bible. Man's spirit is the lamp, we would say today, the flashlight, the flashlight of Yahweh, of the Lord, searching his deepest self. In other words, when God wants to guide you, he's going to guide you in your spirit, by His Holy Spirit. That's He's going to speak to you. Now, it's not wise to try and hear voices and to seek after visions. And and I will show you, yes, people in the Scriptures did see visions and they did have supernatural manifestations, but they didn't look for them. I'm going to read you a couple of stories here. Uh, This is Acts chapter 12. The Scripture says, Now about that time Herod the king stretched out his hand to harass some from the church, Then he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. Well, the circumstances are pretty serious here. If any time was a time to have a vision, uh, you would think this would be it. And Because he saw that it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to seize Peter also. Now it was during the days of the unleavened bread. So this is during the time that Christ was crucified. So they're they're following up on this here, and, and they're trying to take advantage of this season when people remembering the Lord to try to come back and, and strike fear in the Christian church. So when he had arrested him, he put him in prison, delivered him to four squads of soldiers to keep him, intending to bring him before the people after Passover. Peter was therefore kept in prison, but constant prayer was offered to God for, uh, for him by the church. And when Herod was about to bring him out, that night Peter was sleeping bound with two chains between two soldiers and the guards before the door were keeping the prison. So the four guys, two at the door and two chained to Peter. Now behold, an angel of the Lord stood by him and a light shone in the prison and he struck Peter on the side and raised him up and said, Arise quickly, and his chains fell off his hands. Then the angel said to him, Gird yourself, tie on your sandals. And so he did. And he said to him, Put on your garment and follow me. So he went out and followed him and he didn't know that what was done by the angel was real. He thought that he was seeing a vision. When they were past the first and second guard posts, they came to the iron gate that leads to the city, which opened to them of its own accord, and they went out, and they went down one street, and immediately the angel departed from him. And when Peter had come to himself, he said, Now I know for certain that the Lord has sent his angel and has delivered me from the hand of Herod and from all the expectation of the Jewish people. Now, I'll read another one here. This is Acts chapter 9, and it's the story of Saul of Tarsus. And we're going to pick up with verse 3. And as he, Saul, journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly a light shone around him from heaven. Then he fell to the ground, and he heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, Who are you, Lord? Then the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom you're persecuting. It's hard for you to kick against the goads. So he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what do you want me to do? Then the Lord said to him, Arise, go into the city, and it will be told what you must do. 
And the men who journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice, but seeing no one. Then Saul arose from the ground, and when his eyes were opened, he saw no one, but they led him by the hand and brought him to Damascus. And he was three days without sight, and neither ate nor drank. Now, two remarkable manifestations, huge manifestations. And they both had to do with leadership in the church. And Peter was at the time a leader, and the apostle Paul or Saul of Tarsus was about to become a leader. But but if anybody ever needed some kind of supernatural deliverance or supernatural intervention, it was these two guys. But this is what I want you to see. Neither one of them was seeking this kind of intervention. Uh, Peter wasn't looking for an angel to come in. In fact, he wasn't even sure that it was really happening. He thought maybe it was a vision. It was only sometime later he realized this had really happened. And so Peter wasn't looking for this vision. He was not fasting to see some kind of angel. You don't make these things happen. And it's dangerous when you try. Uh, you can be deceived. The Bible tells us that there are uh, false spirits out there who deceive people, and you don't want to fall into their hands because you started trying to have some kind of spiritual manifestation. If those things happen, they come from God when He wills them. And I'm showing you this in these two stories where people desperately needed something but neither one of them made those things to happen, nor were they seeking for these things to happen. They came as the Spirit wills. The Scripture says that the Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit. It doesn't say that the Spirit Himself appears to our spirit. It doesn't say that. It doesn't say that He speaks to our spirit. It doesn't say that. He does, but it doesn't say. It says He bears witness to our spirit. That's the one thing in the guidance of the Lord that you look for. You don't go looking for voices, and you don't go looking for visions, and you don't go trying to hear audible voices. You, you look for that inward witness. If God wants to guide you in some other way, with a manifestation that you cannot create, and typically these things come out of the blue, you didn't expect them, didn't know they were coming, and you knew this had to be God. So when God does speak to you, you need to understand what it will be like and, and what the character of His speaking will be. And you can see it. And Jesus told us about it ahead of time in John sixteen thirteen. He said, how be it when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. This is so important. The guidance of the Holy Spirit is into truth. In other words, it can be verified. It can be backed up. It, it really is so. It's not folly. He, he leads us and guides us into truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. He does show us the future, but it is stuff that can be verified. Now, this is one of the most fascinating elements of God's guidance and leading that I see in all of Scripture. And it's found in all places, of all places, in Revelation chapters 2 and 3. And it's where the Lord Jesus appeared to the Apostle John on the Isle of Patmos. And before he got into revealing things that would come in the future, 
he talked to John about seven churches that then existed in Asia Minor. And he spoke to him in detail about each one of these churches. And uh, this is what I want you to go back and underline and mark in your Bible. Here are the verses, Revelation 2.7, Revelation 2.11, Revelation 2.17, Revelation 2.29, Revelation 3.6, Revelation 3.13, Revelation 3.22, seven places. And here's what those seven places all say. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Wow. That's fascinating to me. You don't see Jesus saying that at all in Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. You never hear Jesus say to the apostles, He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the church. You don't hear him say that. You would hear Jesus say, Verily, verily, I say unto you. Verily, I say unto you. Verily, verily, I say unto you. said that over and over and over again. Why? Because it was the day for Jesus to lead and speak directly to the apostles. But when the age of the church came in, Jesus said, I'm going to speak to you through the agency of the Holy Spirit. So now when he is delivering this vision to John, he is saying that it is inspired by the Holy Spirit and he's given the Holy Spirit credit for everything that he's showing John in Revelation chapters 2 and 3. In other words, he is saying this, I always back the authority that I establish. And that's so very huge. I marvel at how people ignore the teaching of Scripture and the character of God that's revealed in the Scripture. You know, some years ago, there was a real emphasis, I'm talking 30 years ago, a real emphasis on intercessory prayer. And, and there, there, there's much more wisdom in intercessory prayer today than there was 30 years ago. But so many pastors just backed away from intercessory prayer and said, I don't want anything to do with it. We're not going to have prayer groups at our church. And, and let me tell you why. Because the intercessors would get together and suddenly their mission became we must overthrow the pastor. And I don't know how they all fell into it, but it, everywhere I went, I traveled all over America, and I saw very similar things. The prayer groups were saying, God is showing us this sin that the pastor has, and God is showing us this fall and this flow, this, this uh, foible that he has, and this is wrong. And, 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 and it just really got to me where that they totally misunderstood the character of God. Here's a guy that had been persecuted and faced an inordinate amount of pressure just to start a church. He gets it started, and now the prayer team, who was supposed to be lifting his hands, they are now undermining his authority by talking about him behind closed doors and undermining the confidence of other people. That doesn't square with the character of Jesus. And you see Jesus in Revelation 2 and 3 giving amazing honor to the Holy Spirit. He said the Holy Spirit's going to come. He's going to speak. And so when he comes to John in Revelation chapters 2 and 3, this is a, an appearance not during the Gospels, but in the church age when the Holy Spirit's been given. And now this is at least probably 50 years after the resurrection. And so the church has been on earth for quite some time. And Jesus honors the Holy Spirit. 
He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the church. He didn't say that in the Gospels, but he said it here. And he said it to honor the Holy Spirit. That's the character of God. God honors his word. God honors what is written in Scripture. He has a high regard for what is written in the Scriptures. When people say things that don't line up with Scripture or they try to seek God apart from Scripture or violate Scriptural principles, they don't know the character of God. It's totally foreign. They missed it, missed the boat. That's why I thank God today because I feel like we're in a better place with our intercessory prayer than we were 30 years ago. But let's not be guilty of that, and let's learn how to follow the Word of God and honor the Spirit of God because the two of them agree together and they can't be separated. Well, that's all the time I have for today, but we'll, we'll talk more about this in the coming episodes. Don't miss it. I'll see you then. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people, take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.